0: Assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Good evening, Khienant, Mulwene And a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show And so of course it's already past 7 I'm thinking and I'm watching the time And I'm thinking, oh my word And before you know it, it's going to be The time of the prayer time of Isha And then we have to take a very short break again But I think to start of the program And remember we are in the series In which we speak with extraordinary people Tonight we speak with Nazli Manchester, and she has a very special story to share with us, her experience. And of course it will hold sadness, but it will also hold the ability, and I think the, the focus is going to be acceptance, sober, how you work with it, how you move forward, how you relate to when really difficult things happen to you, particularly specific to your life. So firstly, let me greet Nasli, Nasli assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. Wa
1: alaikum wa rahmatullahi
0: wa barakatuh. You know, Nasli, you are, it's very special for me to have you in the studio because yours would be a very sore story to tell and yet there is such inspiration for many many of us who might have lost children but also people who are going through very difficult times and they with their difficulties will be able to relate to the difficulties that you have had to bear. So I think before we start the program to just you know highlight this bit of information is that four years ago Nasli lost her little baby son um, And she lost him in a drowning accident. So we want to start the program by saying that our most sincere condolences for the loss of your baby. Shukran, shukran. And I'm sure that would be the feeling of all our listeners who are listening at the moment. And I'm sure they are saying a dua for him as well at this time. I would like for you to tell us what happened, perhaps his age at the time, and maybe just kind of, you know, what happened at the time. As perhaps a little bit of the information you gave to me when we were off the air as well. Please, if you would, Nazli. Okay. um, Imadurin
1: was... 18 months at the time um, This is the, the the part Where actually The Wednesday um, My mother went to Talim I think I stayed home mm-hmm. She came out of Talim And we were all in the house Strangely enough Again My mother shouted and she said Look where Imadudin is sitting and he was sitting at the pool with the wire basket is, mm-hmm. the deep end, and he was sitting with legs crossed over mm-hmm. and she called again at him. I started calling at him, and this child just don't respond to any of our shouts
0: mm-hmm.
1: Eventually my mother told my elder son, "Go and fetch Iaddin there." He picked him up. But I had to pick him up with his legs still crossed and with him still focusing at the water at the deep end. Mm -hmm. So now he brings him in and I said "Imadudin, what were you doing at the deep end of the pool? And he just looks at me. And then the Friday which was the day of his passing. Mm -hmm. The Friday morning he was awake at past 6 the morning. And I woke up with a feeling of not even telling him. Go back to bed. It's so early. I just decided, you know what? Get up. And we made, with the bed, I pushed the bed against the, the door entrance so that they can't get out. Suddenly, I started making, you know, that we normally used to make with him, the play, play bed mm-hmm. with the blankets on the floor. Yes. And I started playing it with him and his little brother, Amar. And it was like early, and the whole morning we're playing and doing everything, you know, that we don't normally do at that time of the morning. Um, we had the lady that works for us. We were just in a cleaning mood that day, and we had a gentleman there that came to clean. So this Friday afternoon, everything that I did was, which I don't normally do. I remember I, I washed him. And I said to him, you know what, Imari, I'm going to wash you early today. Because when I get busy after two, I don't have time and I teach till past six. So, And w- you teach swimming lessons. Yes, I teach swimming lessons. So I thought, no, I'm going to be too busy. Let me do it. Because he's awake early now, so everything is done quite early. I washed him. For two minutes, I think my mom called me. And I walked out of the bathroom. But there was little water in. I came into the bathroom and he actually had pulled himself up, you know, between the taps when you've got the little step there. And this was my words. He You know what? You could have slipped in this bath and you could have drowned in this water. Yeah. And he just laughed at me. And that was it. And I rubbed him out and everything and had a nap and isolated with him. So now you must remember, Shada, as I'm telling you, I can remember everything that I'm happened sure. that day I'm from sure. the morning to what he had on, what he ate. I'm everything. sure. Everything. My mother had a neighbor down the road. Um, she came to visit my mother. They were sitting in the lounge. I was feeding him that day rice food because I specifically made rice food. With my mom always saying Nazli, "Jai a soupisa, can hot chips and fast foods. Then my reply is always Mummy, Mummy Vit ik teach it canin e may so That day I decided I was gonna make rice food. Mm-hmm. Specifically for him. Okay. Because the main focus on imagining he is not getting rice food, he's not yeah. eating healthy. I gave him the food and I remember he was like now full, and he said to me, bah, bah. And I kissed him, and he actually turned around and he gave me another kiss, which normally he just gives one kiss when he wants to get off. This day he gave me two kisses, and mm-hmm. he actually hugged me. Okay. He got off, and he walked inside to my mom then, because now my mom and the visitor are sitting in the lounge. And I got a message from my student that I'm waiting on. So now at this stage the pool cover is off Mm. because I'm gonna go teach now. Yeah. The message come through, they are a bit delayed, they're running a bit late. I thought, okay, fine. Now this is the strangest part. I'm sitting with my phone, I'm replying to the message, I hear him, I hear my mom saying, Imadurin, get off from the table. I'm still typing I hear him in the kitchen opening the fridge door. And my mom says, Imadun, go to your mommy. Now I'm thinking, Mani ma die gaan Leave it. And I continue typing. And I hear him going to the boys. Now all the children is at home because it's Friday it's after Juma. We've got at that stage it was about Eight of them The boys are all in the back room All sitting and watching TV And I'm just going to continue with what I'm doing You know Seriously up till today Shada I don't know what the time was exactly All I know Is my father came back From Asr Mosque And I hear My father shout Allahu Akbar And I look to the window and I see my father practically, I don't know, it's like he's gonna fall over his feet, and he's walking towards the pool. Now, as we're sitting, it's a meter, the gate is a meter away from the pool. And I look towards the deep end And I see my son floating The feeling I know It's if I could have Break that window off If I could kick the burglar bars down And now I'm standing And I'm realizing to myself You can't get through the burglar bars You need to go around the back And my back door is locked I still need to open the back door I run to the pool It's like I went blank I'm sure. I took him out of the pool, I know I looked up, and my neighbors was all in the pool area. How quick they got there, I have no idea. How long I took to get yes. to the pool, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I picked my child up. I think I went into a lifeguard mode mm-hmm. where I just started doing mouths. yeah, and, and, and I'm expecting him to, like I normally do, when mm-hmm. I do a rescue. He would start coughing up water. He would be okay. It's not happening. Um, Yes, he did bring up some water. And I think the food that I fed him, that came up. I remember he had a little knock against the side of his head. Now, I don't know if that was me when I put him down or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think I just went blank. The child is not responding. I picked him up without shoes or whatever, how I, and I started running outside. Um, I need to get to a doctor. And then I think a neighbor, yes, my neighbor crossed the road. nine saw me running But I think all my neighbors was in shock because I remember none of them even came to, to help me with resuscitation or whatever. Yeah. They just went blank. Mm-hmm. And nine drove me up to the doctor, our GP, which is Dr. Hyatt. Um, I remember I went in and... I don't think I should say this on air, but what took place there, i will rather not say that. Um, but I must say there was a lady in the surgery. Up till today, I don't know who she is. If she is listening, I must say shukran to her. She was at the doctor's surgery for her children. She must have seen what happened. And she came in and she said to me, she's a last year student, um, student doctor. She said to me, mommy, do you have a pulse? I said to her, I feel a slight pulse. She said to me, are you doing CPR? I said to her, yes. She said to me, where's your car? I don't know who she spoke to. She just said to somebody, watch my child. She got into the car with me and she told me, let's take him to Gatesville Medical Center. We went there. Then again, I think I went blank. They took him in. I think I needed to call my husband at that time. It was ironic. I was giving my, his first numbers with my last numbers. And I'm thinking, why is his phone engaged? What is wrong with this man? He's not answering his phone. I think it took me 15 minutes to realize that I'm giving my first numbers, mm-hmm. at least his first numbers mixed with mine. Eventually, I got it right. We were all at the hospital Um they were busy with him, I think, for about a half an hour or so. And I remember me asking them the whole time, how long is this going to be? Um, yet again, we've all experienced probably something like that. But unfortunately, if you're not in medical aid, they need to stabilize the patient and he needs to be moved. Yeah. They came up, they said to me, Mommy, we stabilized your son. And my understanding to stabilize is... He's going to be okay, of course. And um, they said to me, they're taking him with the ambulance. Um, he's going to Red Cross Hospital. We got to Red Cross Hospital. Um, oh, at least while we're in the vehicle now. So now I'm telling myself, I'm I'm not feeling it, and I'm in front. All I can do is, as I'm in the vehicle, my husband is at the back in the ambulance. I'm in front, and I'm saying, you know, Ya Allah, you know. I'm going to talk to you i said ya Allah do not let my child suffer do not let him suffer he is your child whatever you want to do ya Allah i will accept what you're going to do with him because i do not want a vegetable um, me as being a lifeguard i know what happens with drownings and this was my exact words yeah. ya Allah this child is a. Act of child, I would not want to see my child a vegetable But Ya Allah, you ease my pain And you do what you have to do Went to Red Cross I could see the blood coming out by his nose I asked them why is the blood coming out by his nose And they said to me, no, it's fine Mommy, don't worry it's, it's from the drip I said, that's very strange Because I'm a lifeguard And I've dealt with cases like that Something is not right and I thought, you know what, Nasli, just, just calm down because you're going to work yourself up. Just relax. We went in. They were quite busy with him for a while. I remember they sent me down. I took and fetched the file. And I'm thinking, you know what? You're busy with my son. You're sending me to can open a file like really now where I want to be here and and and, and be with my child. Yeah. And I thought... Every time when I wanted to react, I would think, you know, yalla, ya just put that calm, calmness in me. Let me just act appropriate and do what have to be done. Mm-hmm. Went down as I'm now. I'm telling you, everything seems like it took forever, but I'm okay. sure it wasn't. Yeah. As I'm coming up in the lift, I again mm-hmm. spoke to Allah and I said to Him, Ya Allah. Please, let me just just see him once. Let him just let me come in. Let me just kiss him so that he knows I am here. He's not alone. I went up. I gave the file. I said, can I see my son? And they said, mommy, they're still very busy. I'm going to go ask the nurse if you can come in. Something told me not to wait for them to come and give me a reply. And I said to my husband at that time, I said, you know what? I'm going in. They're not going to stop me now. He's going to know whether I'm going to hold his hand or whatever. He's going to know I'm there. As I walk in, the nurse told me um, they're just busy with him quickly. I said, that's fine. And I'm walking in. I see the doctor, a Muslim doctor, mm-hmm. Allah, but a Muslim doctor by my son's bed. And I said, can I kiss him? She said, mommy, go ahead. And I kissed him, on the forehead. As I come up, she said to me, "I'm sorry to inform you, but as you were coming in, your son just took his last breath." And I looked up at her. I remember distinctly. I said, over in I
0: said, "Shukran to you. Whatever you done for him, shukran." And I think on on that note, Nasli, And I'm so sorry that I have to actually. Um, stop the conversation at this stage but we need to go into the period of the isha prayer time when we come back inshallah we will continue with your journey as it then unfolded Um, i have to say that as you tell your story it really just saddens one's heart but stay with us so we're back. This is Shahida Kali, and I'm speaking with Nazli Manchester, And the program is Extraordinary People. And we're focusing on her journey that she's had in relation to the, the passing on of her little son in a drowning accident. Now, Nazli has, you know, shared with us the experience of how it had been at the time when she lost her baby and i think and you know what our time is so little that my thoughts are we should actually give you a little bit of longer time to speak about then after that when you came and and in the time when we were off the air and i don't think we're going to have time to speak about the details and also the institutions where things were not completely clear or properly managed. And you alluded to that already before, you know, we went off the air for the the prayer time. You'd alluded to something had happened in the surgery and now we're speaking about the different hospitals and your experience. And it wasn't it wasn't entirely as it should have been. The details we will not be able to share, you know, for different reasons. Yeah. But I'd like to come back and, and ask you, when you now know that your little boy has passed, and and then, for me, one of the things that I find difficult, personally, but also in the work that I do, and it is, you know, the way we've been advised, that the burial has to take place very quickly after the a person and in your case the child has passed on i feel it's very quick it's very hard um, it happens so quick that i think sometimes people's minds the brain hasn't actually uh, processed it and then the janaza has happened and the maid is gone and that for me is very hard i almost want to ask you in with your permission could we actually do your this program over another program as well because i i just think your journey is one to tell in a way that we learn different things in in relation to it. would you be open to to actually speaking of a part of it and then come back and we continue with this with this conversation would that be okay with you
1: I'm sure it will be I, I, and I think my journey will help a lot of parents out there
0: yeah
1: um, There was quite a few parents that lost two drownings yeah in that December yeah at the same time that he murdered him, passed away. Yes, there was another drowning. I think of a baby that drowned in the jacuzzi,
0: mm-hmm. um, and also passed away at Reed Cross. And I want to ask you, um, Nasly, that which I've just described—the quickness of you know—and then it's and then it's it's over. And how was that for you as a mom?
1: If I can just quickly tell you, Shaida, it was, we all walked him down to the mortuary, mm-hmm. which was in the Red Cross, yes. all the kids. Ma, I think Amar was, I think, five at that time, and I remember Amar saying to me, Mommy, it is so cold in this place, Amaruddin yeah. doesn't have a blanket. Mm. How can we leave him alone here? Who's going to look after him? Yes. And I think I that was my same thought. Yes. You know,
0: not realizing he's be, gone. But it would be a very, very normal, normal. thing to have. Yeah. We
1: barely got home. And then a call comes and we have to come and identify the mm. body. Mm. It's my child. How do you want me to come identify when you know who he is? Yeah. Then to come to Salt River, and it was cold, even though it was December. Yes. I remember it was windy. But seeing him lay there, and then for me to identify this is my baby that's laying there. Mm. I remember I didn't want to leave that glass. I wanted to go in. I wanted to pick him up. I'm I wanted sure. to hold him. I'm sure. The night was very long. The morning, everything. Now, this is the weird part. It's like, I have to do everything. Yeah. You actually have to be part of this process. Yes. We have to come to the mortuary to come and pick up my child's body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we have to have him in a plastic bag.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the car. Yeah. And actually bring him home. Mm-hmm. The most beautiful part of it was that we had, we've got nine, nine boys. Zakir, Nadir, Mikhail and Ziat, which is the eldest boys. They did the money themselves.
0: Okay.
1: There was no outsiders. Mm -hmm. They did it for their nephew. Okay. And Mikhail had the honor of doing it for his little brother, Mm -hmm. which he didn't need to Mm -hmm. because he's a Janati. He's pure. Yeah. You know, but they did it. They Mm -hmm. performed it. I think when they said to me, it's time, I said, time for what? They said to me, we need to wrap this up very quickly, you know, um, he needs to be. I said, no. What do you need to wrap up? He doesn't have sins and this was my exact words. He doesn't have sins. He's a Janati. I want to keep him here as long as I want to. I remember family members, people saying Kama, Kama at yeah. die body in I said and I, I, I think for a minute there I lost it. Mm -hmm. I said, who give you guys the right to say when my child must leave this house? Mm -hmm. I said, why must he go before the word? Why can't he go after the word, before us? He's not going to be questioned. Why does he need to leave this house so quickly? Can somebody answer me? And... There were so many. I don't even remember the faces. I think I was in another zone. Mm -hmm. But I remember there were so many that were telling me, calm down, calm down. It needs to be done. It needs to be done this time. Which I think is sort of so wrong also because it is your child that you've lost. People think they're actually doing good. And I'm saying this to, to people out there, to just actually, from my point of view, Take this in consideration when you do go to a janaza the next time. It is not your child or it's not your husband.
0: Yeah, and and I would also like to just add to that, Nazli. You also sometimes feel that when people make these comments, it's like there's very little feeling in when they... It's really like, you know, one of the things I take great issue with is the very sentence you mentioned... Of, You hear this very often. That is the word. And it's they... like, my goodness gracious, you know, can they not even think of the language they use when they are speaking and referring to your baby as like the body? You yes. Know? And it, it, can they, they make it clear mindful. to you it's not your baby anymore. And it's I, only your body. You know, you know, it is. And again, I think our program is also about having people to be mindful of what is not insightful or appropriate or empathic at the time. I think one of the things that are so beautiful is, for example, to have the mommy have alone time with her baby. I think it's a decision that mom has to do. And and who is anyone to say who it is is it a body or something? just the reference to that yes. is i in my opinion it is just downright disrespectful you know and those are the types of things that we need to learn about when we're having this conversation yes and you and you are speaking about what it felt like for you there is truth to be respected here you know and if Others can learn from it, then this is an opportunity for all of us to do so.
1: That is Mm why I'm saying, you know, when we go, the next time when you go to a Janaza, just watch what you say. Yeah. And you never know who is listening. Yeah. And I remember also hearing somebody giving a comment. Vava say, swimming teacher. Who can say I can not for drunk?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know the face. But that is why people think that you are sitting there and you're grieving yeah. but you're not listening. You can actually at that time, believe you me, you hear everything. Sure.
0: And I think one of the most hurtful things also people would say would be um, accept it because Allah via Nuhkinishi.
1: That is what the people would say and to I, you
0: You know, it's really important that people hear this conversation of ours Because it's important for people to realize inst- Although they mean good When you say these types of things It is the most unhelpful at the time That
1: you don't want to hear
0: No, because what it sounds like is It's taking away the value of Imaduddin. Yes. That's what it feels like. And I think we need to, it is now 8 o'clock, we need to take a very short break because we actually have to go into my new program. Let's do that and then we can decide how we're going to go forward. So stay with us. don't. welcome back assalamualaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh and good evening and if you've just tuned in you will know that we are now in the second part of my program and this part of the program is called voc sos helpline with shahida kali as i usually would introduce the program i would explain to you that in this part of the program i speak with you as a registered clinical psychologist However, tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. We are in conversation with Nazli Manchester, who is and formed a part of my program called Extraordinary People. And we're speaking about her experience of the loss of her little baby and how... She had to walk that road. And I think in this experience of Nasli is much for us to be um, inspired by, but also for us to take it as a learning opportunity of what is helpful and what certainly isn't helpful. So I'm going to speak with Nasli for another 10 minutes. And then we will go to the SMSs that we usually will go to in terms of the um, program VOCIS helpline. Just to remind you that the SMS number is four seven nine one three. You can also be in contact with me um, on the number o two one double four two three five three o. So we continue with the program, and I speak with Nasli. Nasly, I think. I've heard people say, "You could have lost your dad, your mom, your wife, your husband, um, other loved ones." But every time people will say, "The loss of the child is the most sore of all the losses." And and just your thoughts on that. That is the truth. Um,
1: I think I can really I can vouch for that. Um I'm gonna actually do this on air. Um I am divorced now. So I've experienced that and I can say the saying like they say, that is a man, but your child. So I I can experience it and I'm I've living it. I've lost the child. That hurt will never go away no it never goes away um you just learn to manage it differently like they say my marriage is gone it's finished now but that sadness is not the same so Allah placed that sabr in your heart but you also it took away my child let's say my child And I will say again You can take everything away If he asked me What would you give up For Imaduddin's life I would have said You can even take my life Take whatever you want But unfortunately We don't have that choice Yeah So the pain I'm still living with it I'm dealing quite well with it Alhamdulillah But there is anger Um, I think I don't speak about it Today's the first time again that I'm really reliving the whole experience and speaking about it again um, I'm still continuing with my swimming classes I'm still teaching swimming, but many a times i I tell parents my story but not the whole story yeah and i I point out to them why it's so important to teach their children to swim and 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 sometimes they say, um, you'll always hear, Who must dear, Why do you ask so much? We can't afford that. And I always say to them, you know what? I wouldn't want you to feel what I'm feeling today. Think about that pair of Nikes that you bought, that PlayStation game that you buy every month. You would give all that to have your child back. So think twice when you give that comment. Swimming classes are expensive. We live in Cape Town, we're surrounded by water, we've got beaches, we've got pools. Parents think every day or
0: every second day we hear about a child they drowned. And I and I think, you know, because of time constraints and your you know, and there's a whole gap of this experience that we still will get to, inshallah. I just want to ask you, what would be the earliest age that you would advise for parents already to start preparing? You know, I, I've I've heard people saying that the child must just be water safe, the child must just be able to float, or you know, and 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 really, I speak under correction. I do not have any idea. What are your thoughts on that? So that we kind of end. Almost on that type of detail that people can take away from this program and start thinking differently in terms of the need for them to teach their child to swim. You start with your baby
1: as early
0: as when
1: you start bathing them, Mm -hmm. from the first time when you wash them. Mm -hmm. No, that was the old people, it is wrong. Get that child water safe from the beginning. Okay. Because children, and this I must make clear, a lot of parents don't know this. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you have water around the child, and you're bathing the child, and you're throwing that water over, mm. they often hear the baby go, <gasps> yes. like they're drowning. That's right. Now, do you realize how much water goes into that child's lungs when you're throwing that water over the face, and the child is gulping that water down? You might lay your baby down And you heard the term when they said crib death Yes Nobody knows up till today What is actually crib death Mm -hmm. Because crib death can be anything Mm. But when your baby swallows water Their child's lungs are so small Yeah So do you know how much water You've thrown down their child's throat So when we do the bathing You take the water a little bit Pour it over the face Gradually in time, they learn to keep the air, mm-hmm. and they'll get used to They'll block their nose, and they'll block the air pipe, yes. and they'll just let the water run over their face. Okay. So from six months already, put your child in the bath. Say, kick, kick, kick. They listen. They do understand. Mm-hmm. Start teaching your child.
0: Okay. But
1: a year old, yeah. please have your child enrolled in a swimming school. All right. Babies can
0: swim at a year old already. I'd love to see that. It must be a sight to be seen. It must be beautiful. My daughter, Rochma, has been in the water since six months
1: old. Okay. She cries at nine o'clock in the evening when the others are in the pool. She wants to be in the water. Okay. And my mother, as a granny would be, Allows Rahma to get into the oh, pool sweet. and swims with them at 9 o'clock in the evening. That's that's what grannies are for. <laughs> and, and Rahma gets away with everything <laughs> okay. because it's the granny's name. Okay. So it, Rahma is our first girl in the family Wow. of 11 boys.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I thought when you told me that your daughter's name was Rahma... I thought in relation to Imaduddin, that was a part of the Rahmah that Allah had given <laughs> you. But I didn't even know that her granny's name was Rahma as well. And My she's goodness. the only girl. Okay, and she's the only girl. The only girl. Allah, I think, you know, when we when we talking about this journey um, in which Imaduddin is a part of, um, you, one can only marvel at this stage at the rahma of allah isn't it yes. but i just want to ask you you said earlier on i'm coping better at this moment and i although and i think in our in our next program we'll talk about the anger i want to ask you what is helping you to cope better i think also
1: just knowing that allah is the always alhamdulillah um, always sitting on my muslah and My mom always being the support also My mommy always telling me You know what Nazli You can't sometimes People don't hear you People don't understand you Go sit on your musnah Talk to Allah Ask Allah to ease your pain Ask Allah He listens to you People are just going to comfort you But their life goes on They don't know what you're feeling So that is Always the, the best advice my mom always give me is Go sit on your muslah Go to your room go Lay on your bed Cry if you want to cry good. Sit on your muslah Cry, appeal to Allah to make it easy for you yeah. But we do speak about him all the time in the house That's good His pictures are still there Rahma knows him already. And sometimes when Rahma is laughing by herself, when she was a little baby, um, we would always say in the house, no, it's Imaduddin. Imaduddin came to visit her. Who's speaking. He's coming to it. play. Yeah. So because she saw the photo all the time, yes. I would always tell her, this is your brother. Yeah. This is the Janati. This is your angel that's watching you. He's always protecting you. Yeah. And Alhamdulillah, my eldest son is doing gifts now. So Imaduddin's death also... Took our family on a different journey Okay So um, Mikael is doing now gifts Amar wants to go inshallah And it also changed my life Of the way I did things The way I looked at life
0: Um, He sort of did that for me And I, you know, and that's that's the part that inshallah we will have you tell us and share with us in our next program. I remember the words of a mommy who said to me and she, um, her little girl was two years old when she passed on. And this mommy was a very quiet person and she said, one of the things that little girl's name was Amara, I'll never forget because I think Amara is such a beautiful name, also. She said what Amara did for her, Amara was. A girl a little girl that was completely outgoing so when she would sit in the in the doctor's surgery in the ward in the hospital and so on amara will speak with everyone yeah. so her mommy had to speak with everyone as well so she says one of the gifts that amara had given her was to completely get her out of her shell and become sociable so we know how the babies they leave with yes. the gifts that they came with to give us and to leave with us isn't it the yes. the opportunity of beautiful growth by by Allah's grace but I want to say shukran so much for you for having shared this part of your journey and may Allah make it easier on you I think Inshallah. the, I think the guidance that you give for for all of us who are going through processes of bereavement The fact that you're saying that one of the best gifts you can give to yourself is your alone time with the Creator to speak with Allah, to cry by Allah, and that is your journey. But I think also the gratitude that you spoke of off the air of I'm grateful for the time when Imaduddin was here with me, Imaduddin is now differently with me. He's always there. So I think in conclusion, I just you know really want to again say shukran so much and and all the best until we speak again. And also to your sister who is present in the studio and we said we are not going to speak with her because she wants to be very quiet as a guest. (laughs) I just would want to say shukran because she brought you to the studio. So shukran, I'm saying it with a smile because I'm sure she's thinking, oh yet, uh, now monimut with my ni, but shukran so much and assalamu alaikum to both of you. wa rahmatullahi So here we will probably just have, I think we're going to take commercials now, then we will have a very short kasida. When we come back, we will continue with our program. Stay with us.
1: The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo. Say sister